Hey, baseball fans, welcome to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast with your host, the voice of the Apple Sox, Joel Norman. What a crazy game. The Apple Sox find a way to defeat the Kelowna Falcons in a game that looked like the script was pretty much written for the first seven innings of play, and that script was quickly ripped up and discarded in the eighth inning. Wenatchee had a little bit of adversity to deal with on this Saturday night, but found a way to recover and pick up a huge win, taking down the Falcons and evening up this weekend set. All, all things were going in the Sox' favor early on. Ryan Martinez struck out the first batter he faced in the ball game and would pick up four more the rest of the way in seven shutout innings of work. Just four hits allowed and no walks issued. Everything was looking like it was going the Sox' way. Martinez with two huge strikeouts along the way. Ending, actually three, we could even say, he had three consecutive innings that he ended with strikeouts, and two of those instances were with men in scoring position just 90 feet away. Digs right back in immediately from the left side. Devaney ready to go. Martinez delivers, and it is swung on a miss for strike three. Punch out number two of the game for Ryan Martinez as he's through three scoreless innings in tonight's contest. And now once again... It's Martinez for the second consecutive inning, pitching with a runner at third, but two down in the inning. A three-ball, two-strike offering coming. Here it is, and it is swung on a miss. First strike three. Ryan Martinez picks up his third strikeout of the game, and for the second consecutive frame, strikes out the final batter of the inning. Other bats from the left side. The 0-2 pitch from Martinez. Heads in there for called strike three at 87 miles per hour. Martinez picks up his fourth strikeout of the game. First two strikeouts from Martinez came in the third and fourth and that other one in the fifth inning in a 1-2-3 frame. He would ultimately, as I mentioned, go a season-high seven innings in his third start of the summer. Wrapped up things in the seventh with a strikeout and stranded two more men on the base paths. He'd only allowed two two hits in his first six innings before giving up two in the seventh but stranding both of those runners. Martinez kicks and deals. The 0-2 pitch. Henson there for Cold. Strike three. Seven scoreless innings and five strikeouts for Ryan Martinez in his third start of the 2023 season. Before that eighth inning began that I mentioned was chaotic, the Apple Sox went to work before that. Their offense was clicking early. Two runs came across in the second inning. As Brandon Ponce and Marcus Harrison opened up the inning with singles before Carson Owen in his first day and first game in an Apple Sox uniform delivered with an extra base hit. Carson, as I mentioned, heading into that freshman year at UW. Reaches down and smacks this out to right center field. Long run over. No one's going to get to that as it finds the gap. Ponce had to hold up. He's around third now. The relay coming home. Ponce slides. He's safe right behind him, also trying to score, and successfully doing so is Marcus Harrison. Ponce and Harrison score. It's an RBI double to Carson Owen. Welcome to the Apple Sox to him as he makes it 2 to nothing with Anchi here on the bottom of the second. It was a two-run double off the bat of Carson Owen to give the Apple Sox a 2 to nothing lead after two innings of play. As I mentioned, Martinez continued to deal. And then Wadanchi added singular runs in the fourth, fifth, and sixth innings. An RBI single from Marcus Harrison gave him his second hit of the game and made it a 3 to nothing Sox lead with nobody out in the fourth inning after, again, Ponce had reached before him to open up the frame. The 1-2 pitch. 
Smack to the right field side, into the outfield, a base hit for Harrison. He's two for two as he drives in Brandon Ponce and makes it a three to nothing game. In the fifth inning, there were two down. It looks like might be a quiet frame for Wenatchee. All of that ended once Easton Amundsen came up to the plate as he launched his fourth home run of the season. But a success so far. Amundsen attacks the first pitch he sees, skying it out to right field. It is gone! Easton Amundsen with his fourth home run of the season. Launching that one over the right field fence, 346 feet at a 92-mile-per-hour exit velocity. Amundsen continues to clobber opposing pitching this season. His first home run against a left-hander is his fourth of the summer for Wenatchee. A solo shot by Amundsen, his second in the last three days now, and his fourth of the season, which with that blast at the time, he was the West Coast League leader in home runs. He does end Saturday night's action as the leader in the West Coast League with four home runs this season. His 14 RBI pretty much right up there as well, as they are now sitting as the third most in the entire WCL. Really impressive work from Amundsen early in the season. That made it 4 to nothing Sox. They would make it 5 to nothing in the sixth on a really crazy sequence. Austin Owen opened up with a walk. Mason Strong singled, but then a double play ball, but two down in the inning before Frankie Carney poked a ball in the left to score Owen. This ball laced down the left field line. That is a fair ball. In toward the corner it rolls, and it will go over the line. So that's out of play. Carney chugging around second. It's not called out of play as it's thrown away on its way to third. Carney still chugging, heading home on the play. Tries to hop around Bueno. He cannot. So it will be what should have been just a double because the ball went out of play over the line down the left field line was not called as such Mitch Darlington's aware of that as well and he's right that ball was out of play so this should be dead at second Carney should be there instead of out at home with a run scoring the ball went all the way toward the corner went over the line signifying it was out of play past the Apple Sox bullpen and that should have been the end of things Carney should have been at second with two outs and then the batter would have been Izzy Lopez, but the umpires ruled that the ball had not gone out of play. And during that crazy sequence, Carney kept running, went over toward third. The throw to third got away from third baseman Smeek and rolled back toward home plate. Palmera flipped to his pitcher, and they applied the tag to retire Carney. Now the Apple Sox immediately protested that a little bit, but the call would not be reversed, and Carney was out at home to end the inning. So at the time you thought, okay, that was just an insurance run. Would have been nice to have had another. Didn't happen. Oh, well. Until the eighth inning. Six runs scored for the Kelowna Falcons in that frame as they sent a total of 12 men to the plate. And just a really, really chaotic sequence. It began with Michael Keneally on the mound. He allowed four hits to open up the inning. All four of those runners would eventually score. Jacob Dahlstrom then came in. And he allowed an unearned run, walking three of the five hitters that he faced. Jaden Williamson walked two men with the bases loaded after Dahlstrom had departed, but would eventually get the final out on a comebacker back to the mound to end the inning. But the Sox, all told after that, were trailing by 6-5 to five score, entering the bottom of the eighth. If you thought you had seen everything at that point, there was still a lot to talk about from this game and a lot to go on the script of this one. Wenatchee opened up the eighth inning with a base hit by Austin Oland right at the middle. 
He was replaced by pinch runner Cole McGowan, but two batters later he was erased on a fielder's choice after a strikeout in between. But that proved really important regardless, the fielder's choice. Sebastian David hit a ball right to short. Looked like it might potentially end the inning, but instead he was able to hustle down the line and reach first base safely. So it's an 0-for-1 in the scorebook, but would come back to be useful later on. Frankie Carney drew a walk, and Izzy Lopez hit a ball to third that could not be handled by the third baseman, Rafael Smeek, and that allowed the bases to then be shortly after loaded up there for the Apple Sox before they would tack on some more runs. Bases loaded, Easton Amundsen at the plate. A wild pitch scored Sebastian David to tie the game up. Amundsen reloaded the bases with a walk, and then Brandon Ponce stepped up to the plate and hit a ball out to right center field that looked like it was poised to be the final out of the eighth inning to send this game tied into the ninth that instead dropped in for an extra base hit. Ponce has had himself a great day. Three for three so far. Two runs scored and a walk drawn back in the fourth. Trying to be the hero, though, here. The one-two. A shallow fly ball to center field. And it's unable to be found by anyone. Devaney couldn't find it in the score corny. Right behind him, Lopez. Evanson also scores. A blue double for Brandon Ponce. As Wenatchee not only takes the lead, but takes a three-run lead. Devaney and Lake, the center fielder and right fielder respectively, both lost it in the lights. And Wenatchee is now up 9-6 to six with two outs here in the eighth inning. Ponce sending a ball into right center that the center fielder Jacob Devaney and right fielder Mateo Lake both could not find. There was such a, uh, you could see the gasp of breath in the crowd initially just thinking that the, the Sox had missed out on a golden opportunity to take the lead. But fortune favored the Apple Sox in that instant. The ball dropped in between Devaney and Lake, and everyone scored. Ponce went to second. Amundsen, Lopez, and Carney, all of them would score. And then Marcus Harrison stepped up to the plate and gave Wenatchee some more insurance with his third hit of the game. Harrison would score Ponce. That made it a 10-6 lead for the Apple Sox. First pitch to Marcus Harrison is hit out to left field. That'll drop in for a base hit. Ponce is set around third. The throw is low. Ponce will easily score. And Harrison singles in Ponce to make it 10-6 Wenatchee. What a ridiculous eighth inning here tonight. Six runs for Kelowna in the top half. And Wenatchee responds with a huge inning of its own. Wenatchee has scored so far five times here in the eighth inning. But you got to give credit to Kelowna. They were resilient. They got one run off of Jaden Williamson. Evan Canfield came on and he got the final two outs, both with strikeouts, to wrap this game up. Canfield for the second straight hitter trying to wrap this game right up here. One ball and two strikes to count. Wenatchee up 10-7. First and third for the Falcons. Here's the pitch. That's in there. First ball, strike three. A backdoor breaking ball from Canfield to wrap this one up. A 10-7 win for Wenatchee in just dramatic fashion, but they get the job done most importantly. So the Apple Songs victorious, and they will play for a rubber match on Sunday afternoon at 1.05 p.m. Want to learn more about this summer's Apple Sox players or about the 22-year history of the Apple Sox franchise? Head over to applesox.com and purchase the 2023 Media Guide under the Team Shop tab. While you're there, you can shop for other accessories while also taking a look at caps and t-shirts. Coming to an upcoming game? 
Stop by our third base souvenir stand for exclusive merchandise not available online, as well as other great Apple Sox gear. And the Apple Sox taking down the Kelowna Falcons in a dramatic game all around here tonight, but the Sox find a way to win this game. Joined by Apple Sox starting pitcher Ryan Martinez, picked up a very tough luck, no decision in this game, but boy, was he good here tonight. Ryan, a great game for you, seven scoreless innings, Four hits, no runs, no walks, and five strikeouts. Seemed like to me the big thing for you here tonight was getting that first pitch strike pretty much every time and then building off of that. Yeah, the first pitch strike is huge, and once you get ahead, you can do so much. You can flip off-speed pitch, get them out front, or you can have them swing first pitch, which they did a couple times. So pretty good with the first pitch tonight. And it seemed like your energy, once you got that first call, you really built off of that, and you just got better and better. Yes, especially after last outing wasn't the – Greatest strike zone, so able to get a little bit bigger zone tonight and able to roll with it, so worked out pretty well. Each one of your starts, you've gone at least one more inning the next time. You had five innings the season debut, six innings last week, seven here tonight. What's the key for you going deeper into games? I think it's the work in between starts too, um, lifting, running, and uh, getting the long toss in, and just being a little bit competitive too. You want to go out for that next one and see if I can get eight next week. Yeah, it's worked out pretty well. We'd love to see that. You were the first starter this year to get up to that, that seven-inning point here in this one. Boy, I mean, that you guys had such a good job being resilient in this game late with some adversity going against you here. You're in the dugout for all of this. What what was the energy like down there? As you guys, you gave up that sixth spot in the eighth. You were out of the game, obviously, but you get five runs right back in the bottom of the inning. What was the message, and what was the energy like down there? No, it was definitely up and down. I mean, you go seven, no score for them, and then they come out and score six. So, about to respond and we put up was it five five in that five inning. in the eighth and just rolled with it and uh closed it out pretty well so it was good energy in the dugout and uh everyone was having fun towards the end so yeah hoping to have some more fun here tomorrow you're gonna yeah. enjoy it. a well-deserved day off ryan great job here tonight thank you that was ryan martinez applesauce starting pitcher joining us here as we get started now we're gonna be joined by marcus harrison who had himself a great game in this one he drove in three runs, reached base in all five plate appearances, three singles, two runs driven in. Marcus, you played, first off, in a different position here tonight. We haven't seen you. I feel like every time I talk to you, we're talking about that new spot and a new day. Today you're in center field. Yep. You got it done out there. What was that like? Because you were in right field yesterday. Did you kind of know coming to the park you might be out in center? Um, no, I didn't, honestly. Um, never really played center, honestly. So, But if I'm in the lineup, and I'll play anywhere, so... Was that much of an adjustment playing center compared to right or anything like that? Um, not, not really. I mean, I didn't get that much action out there, so it wasn't to me. It wasn't much difference. They made it a little bit easier. You didn't have to make too many big throws yeah, out there yeah. to say the very least. Boy, you were locked in at the plate here today. Came in as a defensive replacement late last night. Got it done in this one. I was talking to your head coach Mitch Darlington earlier this week, and he was saying the hits hadn't come for you early, but you were still stinging the ball pretty good. Yeah. What gave you some confidence to take that into this weekend and have some huge success tonight? I think it was uh, my pregame. I feel like I I was locked in more. Um, I just felt more comfortable at the play, and I think that um, played a part in it. Overall in this game, you guys had to be resilient throughout. There yeah. were plenty of instances where it happened like kind of started last night, I would say, the way that game went for a while. But you guys found a way to rally again here today. What was the communication like for trying to, to have a, a comeback this time around after coming so close last night but not getting it done? I think, um, you know, we, we stayed calm. We know what we can do. So um, I feel like there's no worry in our dugout. Uh, we just got to compete up there. So I think I think we were more comfortable and calm and, you know, 
compete like compete and stuff. So. What's the biggest thing you have to do tomorrow to secure a series victory? Um, bring the same energy, honestly. Um, you know, on both sides, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of excitement. Um, we just gotta execute more. So I feel like if we do that, um, we'll be we'll, we'll get a win. Looking forward to that. The 1:05 p.m. game tomorrow. Marcus, thanks for joining us here tonight. Thank you. That was Marcus Harrison. He's played first. He's played second. Right field, and now here tonight, center field, and he got it done. Three base hits in this game, and two RBI as well. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball is affordable family fun. Come out to the ballpark and celebrate their 23rd season and experience some of the best collegiate baseball in the country. Take Dad out to a baseball game this weekend as the Apple Sox face the Kelowna Falcons at 6.35 p.m. on both Friday and Saturday before a 1.05 p.m. game on Father's Day. Buy your tickets at the gate or online at applesox.com. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time. The Apple Songs even up their weekend set against the Kelowna Falcons with a 10-7 victory in a really crazy back-and-forth game. Six runs given up in the top of the eighth after Wenatchee took a 5-0 lead after the seventh inning. But then the Songs got five runs right back to take the lead for good. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined now by Apple Sox catcher Carson Owen, who's appearing in his first game tonight. And, boy, you didn't take a lot of time wasted at all to really introduce yourself to fans. A double to right center. And that second inning, first time facing college pitching. Is that the case here tonight? High school season, I was uh, facing some better arms. But, um, yeah, that arm out there was pretty good. And got down to two strikes and then found a curveball hanging and just roped it to opposite field and then uh, got the double out of it. So it was exciting for my first at-bat. Biggest uh, adjustment for you going from going against high school arms here tonight's one game but against these college arms so far? Yeah, honestly, I try not to change too much. I mean, just keep it as simple as possible. They all throw fastballs, so uh, be ready for the fastball. And, uh, yeah, they're all they're all the same th- same kind of people. So, Yeah, you guys had to do a lot of this one. You had a great job behind the plate, and you had a good starting pitcher working with you here tonight, Ryan Martinez. How good was he? You guys seem to be really flowing all game long, even though this was your first time working together. Yeah, it's awesome to have a good pitcher to work with. Um, he did a great job. He was really living at the bottom of the zone, hitting spots, so that was really fun to see and catch him because we were getting a lot of calls together, and uh, we were working together, talking together, and uh, he did a great job. What's that like your first time working with a guy? Are you trying to, are you going to kind of let him maybe set the tempo as the the elders, uh, elder, the two of you, or how, how did that work? What was the communication like before the game? Um, I like to take leadership, honestly. Like, uh, when we were out there, I asked him what pitches he threw, and from there we just went on, and I told him, you can shake me off whenever you want, but I'm going to be calling the game, so uh, hopefully you can trust me, and I'll trust you if you shake me off, and we'll work together. And it worked out really well in that regard. Carson, you had a chance to bat in front of your older brother in this one. Is that something you maybe kidded him about uh, before the game? Hey, I'm ahead of you in the lineup? Not really. I didn't really think about it. The first thing <laughs> that I thought of, honestly, was let's hit back-to-back home runs. <laughs> maybe that's a... Uh, a goal to have later in the season. That would be really cool. So, What did it mean to be in the lineup with him? You and I talked about it a little bit before the game. This had to be really cool. So cool. I've only ever been a bat boy for his team when I was super little. So being able to play with him is awesome. And I'm already having a blast with him. And it's been the first game. So, yeah. I was going to say, this is a heck of a way for you to have your first game. Get part of the action. You guys rally back to win this one. you got a rubber match coming up tomorrow. And kind of immediately jumping right into that. What do you guys have to do to win that one tomorrow? I think just crush the ball like we did today. We hit it really well. Um, hopefully our uh, bullpen will do well tomorrow and fill it up because we kind of struggled with throwing strikes there at the end. But other than that, uh, yeah, just crush the ball. 
Yeah, looking forward to seeing that. Carson, thank you for the time, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much. Prior to Saturday's game, I caught up with Apple Sonics pitcher Jack DiDonato after his big game in relief on Friday night. Give a listen. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by Jack DiDonato, who's coming off of a great outing last night. Jack, we were just talking about you, that really good one against Yakima last year on the road. Last night, three shutout here at home. How good did that feel to have a big outing here in front of the fans? Felt good. Uh, felt good to get one here, um, get get a good outing in front of the home crowd and uh, have them supporting me. It felt good, and they were, they were doing a good job of supporting our guys. It was a tough finish to that game, but overall, well-fought game, uh, well-played on both sides, so it was a good game to be a part of. You had five strikeouts in total, four of them going from the seventh into the eighth innings, all consecutively as well, we might add. But you were really on a good groove there. It seemed like you were working fast. Was that a big key to your success, you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a big part of my uh, game is uh, pitching fast, uh, pitching a little angry. Uh, when I have good intensity, that's when I pitch the best. So forcing myself to uh, not be too sped up, but just be energetic, um, have good intent, and be moving at a good pace. That's, that's what really helps me succeed. It's been something that's been talked about a lot since it happened last year when Jake Putnam claimed he fixed you on the road the one game was that something he talked about with you was let's pitch with some fire here yeah yeah we talked about it I was going through a bit of a rough patch at that time um, and uh, that's something I kind of knew but it was tough to find it and uh, once I do find it usually I'm pretty locked in so that's what I'm trying to replicate every outing and go out there with that same intensity Chatting with Jack DiDonato after he had three shutout innings in relief in last night's game for the Apple Sox. Jack, you mentioned pitching with fire. What happens when there's situations where you give up some hits? How do you maintain that fire and not really let it rattle you at all? You just got to think minimize. Um, my biggest thing is just whatever happened, happened. It's over and you got to go move on and get the next guy, get the next pitch. You've spent parts of the last three seasons here with the Apple Sox. What has that meant, kind of coming here each year? It's got to be kind of nice to have some stability in the summer. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I came in uh, after high school, got a couple outings, and been here on and off for the past three summers, so it's really cool. And glad to have a full summer here this summer and um, go back uh, and do do more than we did last summer, where we were so close last summer, and uh, hopefully we can finish it off this summer. We've got a good squad finally coming together here, so it's exciting, and it's a, it's a good organization to be a part of so it's great how important is it to have guys like you and other returners coming back and really it feels like you guys have set the tone here early on yeah we have some good leaders on this squad for sure um, returners guys who knows what it means to play for this team play for Mitch um, all that it's really good so um, kind of we got a lot of young guys too a lot of young guys that are very talented so it's good to have them around too to help those guys get used to it um, shake that stuff off the first game jitter stuff like that so it's good it's definitely good you're 19 years old, but as I mentioned, your third year with the Sox. Do you feel like an elder statesman on this team because of your experience here? Maybe a little bit, but I still have a lot to learn. Uh, I'm still learning from everybody, so I'm still pretty young and uh, definitely not an elder yet, but uh, I'm getting there. So, yeah, it's definitely good to be a returner for sure. Awesome. Well, Jack, thanks for joining us. Great job last night. Looking forward to your next time on the bump. Appreciate that. Thank you. That was Jack DiDonato joining us, but as I mentioned, a great outing for him on Friday night. Three shutout innings of relief with five strikeouts in there. That's it for this edition of the Apple Sox podcast. Thanks for tuning in once again, and we hope to either have you catching the game in person or watching or listening live on Father's Day as the Sox battle the Kelowna Falcons in the rubber match at 1.05 p.m. I'm Joel Norman, and thanks again for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. If you enjoyed it and don't already, please subscribe to get updates on our newest episodes. 
Make sure to like the Apple Sox on Facebook and follow at Apple Sox on Twitter or Instagram. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time.